0: Oi oi and welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast with myself, Paul Levy, and my good friend South Stan Chum, Steve's paternity cover, my namesake, although we're not related, although I wish we were, Graham
1: Levy. Welcome to the show. Hello and uh, welcome to episode 42 of the Orient Outlook Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. And as always, we start with an update on our Twitter account. We've now got 1656 Twitter followers. We know there are more Orient fans out there, even casual Orient fans, so please spread the word. Also include at Orient Outlook for retweets. We're also on Instagram, Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast, and you can contact us by email, Outlook at Outlook.com. Good job. Well done, mate.
0: Very good. Thank you. Um, yep, yeah, as you all will probably know, um, Steve's wife gave birth in the very, very early hours of Saturday morning on the 22nd of August, so congratulations to them. It's another Orient fan in the well I was going to say in the making but she's already been made so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant so um, Graham thanks for stepping in and um, covering welcome. for Steve thank You're you very welcome. much uh, so listens this week uh, from, from everybody as, as Graham said Twitter's sort of still growing it still amazes me that, that, that you know I didn't think we'd get to 500 followers and here we are with with over triple that so thanks to everybody who have perhaps been on holiday in Mexico Spain Thailand France the USA Turkey Korea Ireland, Italy, Sweden and Canada. So thanks for downloading us and listening to us while you are relaxing, probably by a poolside somewhere hot and sunny.
1: OK, yeah, uh, well, we've got reviews for episode 41. Uh, first for our tweets, uh, at Joe Watts 9 uh, he said, uh, Great listen again, guys. Worth staying up for. On to Sneerage Newport and another six points, hopefully. At Stephen J. Clark says,
0: Great stuff again, boys. The hangovers didn't sound too bad. No. Well, <laughs> it took me a whole day
1: to get over it. <laughs> me over too. It. <laughs> uh, at Georgie Orient, enjoy the podcast, guys. Agree about and speaking well. Makes sense to offer McEnough and Larry also, if possible. Yeah, at uh, Ribarik Pavel, New listener here. Great job and thanks for the considered
0: presentation. Well, thanks for listening to us and thanks for getting in touch. Yeah, thank you. Just ask what's taken you so long to find us. (laughs)
1: Uh, At George Sessions, as said, another great podcast, uh, guys. Really informative and perfectly structured. Thanks for a shout-out. Hopefully see you both soon. Nice one,
0: George. Thank you. At Simon Bernstein. Great podcast, guys. Love listening whilst on the beach in
1: Turkey. Well, nice one, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at Nick Almighty 79 Hi fellas, had two episodes to catch up on. Perfect for the Monday Morning Blues. Great work as always. At Kevin Cowlin says, Always enjoy your well-balanced, sensible podcasts, including
0: the latest. Cox's Gold performance on Saturday was awesome, and O's Legend. I think
1: many people would agree with that. Absolutely. And R- at RP Bernstein, Great podcast. Anyone else joining Outland in Outland opening the opening line? My good friend, Southland Chum, bearded legend, or was it just me? <laughs> Brilliant. At, at Karen, Orient,
0: already listened on the way to work uh, this morning. Another good job. It's part of my Monday
1: morning routine now. Hashtag check Outlook downloaded. <laughs> At Steve Cab one two one thought I would join Twitter to tell you how much I enjoy the podcast. Keep up the good work. P.S. This is my first ever tweet and nice st- man. a nice one, Steve. What a first good tweet it was. Absolutely. At
0: Tommy T says, "Great podcast as usual, boys. So useful as I'm in Oz and can only listen
1: to the three PM kickoffs via Orient Player." Wow. 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 Indeed. <laughs> so brings on to Monday the seventeenth of August. So happy fiftieth birthday, and and Tyler. Happy birthday to you. Have you. Had a good day. Uh, the Dean Cox-loving continues, as Ian Hendon tells George Sessions the following, uh, take away Dean's football ability and his goal, his work rate was unbelievable. I thought he epitomised our performance and the togetherness that is in the squad at the moment. Uh, additionally, Hendon adds, well, I can only talk about what my team does. They have performed great in all the games we have played so far. And let's hope that continues. And to finish off that, Lloyd James said, well, it's very important to keep the good performances up. And it's an added bonus when we perform like we did against Dagenham. The turnout we got was absolutely fantastic from the fans. If we can keep turning up in numbers like that, and we keep performing like this, then we'll keep coming. Well, you heard what he said. Let's keep on going. Absolutely. And, and we had literally 50% of the ground.
0: We at, did didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It was we were only there. about three yeah. three thousand three hundred, I think about fifteen hundred and something Orient fans. Unbelievable. No, there really was, it was. Uh, so Tuesday the eighteenth of August, the under eighteens taste defeat for the first time this season, as unfortunately they lost three one to Southend with Awusu uh, Owusu grabbing a late consolation goal. That's five goals in three games for him. That's that's brilliant. That's great stats. I, I mean can...
1: obviously no one's a real power seeing him play properly. But the fact is, it's another, another promising youngster hopefully come through at some point. And hopefully he won't get snatched by uh, another club, which obviously,
0: when we're, we're where we are, if a Chelsea or an Arsenal or a West Ham come in, then you know, for their own development, it's probably a good thing that they go. Although I think that they should stay with us and come through first team. Of
1: course, Odo Joe they've been the prime example.
0: Yeah, I know. He sold in for a million pounds and then he gets moved for three and a half a year later. Ah, uh, that's unbelievable. Incredible. incredible. Um, before the match against Stevenage, uh, we noticed lots of tweets in Icelandic, although we're not fluent in Icelandic, from around the, uh, from around the ground using the hashtag LOFC from Thorbearing Olofsson, uh, who is at Thorbola on Twitter. So we thought we'd um, catch up with him and find out a little bit more about him because we are quite interested in uh, fans from abroad, not necessarily expats, but just you know, people generally that no longer live near the ground and generally how they got involved with Orion and this is what Thor had to say. for joining us we're just before the uh, the game with Stevenage now so tell us where are you from and how did you get
2: involved in supporting Leighton Orient uh, I'm from Iceland ok and I was here like uh, 10 years ago I did a little little bit of business with a guy called Martin and he was a big uh, Leighton Orient fan and he invited me to see a game here like yeah 10 years ago wow uh, I went to a lot of games like Olympic big games Arsenal, Liverpool and something like that and he said you you should see a real football and asked me to come here and I came and we went to a game with uh, Leighton Orient and I really really loved it wow what was your first game do you remember it was against Walsall Okay, and did we win yeah of course we did good (laughs) that's why (laughs) it's always a good time isn't it so when how often do you come over I try to come like two three times a year Okay, and do you have a favourite player favourite player well like Come and go very fast. The players at Leyton Orient, yeah. Like right now, like Dean Cox has been here for a few years, so I really, really like him. Fantastic. And obviously, getting here is, is obviously you know quite a long journey for you. So uh, when you're
0: uh, when you're at the game, obviously you take in as much of it uh, obviously as you can, and, and, and it's good that we've got supporters obviously like like, like yourself. Um, from um, so
2: obviously we've got new management in now. Um, thoughts on that? So. far? Well, last season was just awful. <laughs> so now I hope we can get some, like, yeah, calmness because people just, it was changing managers and the player seems not very happy last year, but now it seems much, much better. So hopefully we get back to League One. And Ian, Ian Hendon seems to have brought that calmness back to the club. Yeah, I think so. I think so and all around the club yeah. it, it seems like yeah, a calmer place to be and, and everybody is a bit more happier it was strange feeling here last season I couldn't agree with you more and you've been in the support I've just dragged you out the supporters club so you can see that's a happier place now. yeah much happier and it's packed it's packed and, and people are happy and, and I think this season will be much much better because we had a great season the, the season before that I was at Wembley and saw the game against Rotherham well we don't, yeah. don't talk about don't the talk result about that. no, no, no. <laughs> but we were so close and then that season that yeah it was awful so so now I think people are just yeah let's start from the beginning and, and try our best again go again thank yeah. you very much indeed though no thanks no for problem. joining us nice to meet you
1: and that brings us nicely to uh, Steamish home game uh, so to bring the lineup: uh, two-second goal, uh, at the centre defence uh, Boredri and Essam, uh, left back Shaw, right back Lehesi. Uh in midfield Lloyd James, in front of him uh, Pritchard and Moore, uh, Cox playing at central attacking role with uh, Simpson and McCallum up front. Absolutely. And the subs uh, for that game were Charlie Granger
0: on the bench, Dunn, Palmer, Turgo, Cashgate, Moore, uh, sorry Moncur and Ling.
1: Uh, Sable so starting 11 a uh, Saturday, and I think to say, safe to say, so, we are happy with that. Uh, so those tweets on that, at Sampson 15 uh, surprise Baldry's fit, uh, ankle injuries are usually as good, are usually a good week to 10 days, uh, hashtag happy days. At David12Lloyd, uh, Coxie is good in that central attacking midfield role, but when he drifts out wide is how damage is, is done, really liking our in and sets
0: it up. At El Coado says, pleased with that, never thought I'd see the day again when we could name an unchanged lineup three games in a row. Which is quite a good point, actually, considering what
1: we had last season. <laughs> That's where it's changed, absolutely. changed literally every five minutes. That's true. So, um, game kicked off. Uh, yeah, uh, within two minutes, Pritchard had a decent chance <coughs> uh, and was forced to enter into Cisac- action as Williams ever hit the post. Absolutely hectic first ten minutes as
0: it turned out. Stevenage started really, really brightly, which I was quite surprised at actually. If I'm going to be honest, I didn't think that they would necessarily start as that that sharply. I've got very little confidence that Telly Showing will actually be any good as a manager. I think it's just a big name. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they they started off really brightly, which mm. is
1: obviously a huge shift from the Graham Wesley style of of football. Yeah, lump it forward and see where it goes. Yeah, <laughs> um, Lloyd James sloppy passing, uh, court possession at times. Yeah. Um, Pritchard uh, on 17 minutes with a
0: beautiful flick uh, to Dean Cox who tries to place it side-footed but puts it wide unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Um, around about 28 minutes uh, it's cleared off the line McCann had a header which cleared, cleared off the line for an superb perfect classic cross. It looked into us, uh, but replay let us show it did definitely cross the line. Yeah, he was really annoyed about that. Yeah, right. So, um,
0: Eight minutes later on the 36th minute, thundering shot off the underside of the bar for Stevenage. We immediately break and Simpson's effort wasn't good enough despite bearing down on goal. I think he took too much time with that, I think.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he needed to just shoot and smash it across the face of Golden. Yeah. In, I think. For that one. Uh bam, run about a minute later, another Orient break forces the corner after claims for a handball by Orient. Um I saw that myself and it was definitely a handball, but ref didn't give it. What can you do? do? So far, so uh half time, nil-nil,
0: even uh both sides, I'd say, both sides missing good good chances. Yeah. It's fair to say. Yeah. Uh Lloyd James hadn't been great that half and I thought Shaw looked a bit weak. Uh Crosses were generally decent, but I think a few when players were in great positions. I think he's just overhit it. He did, yeah. Uh, which was a shame because obviously then you lose the momentum of that. So yeah. I think it was a bit of a shame. But but you know, and we weren't winning enough for the second balls. They seemed to want it that little bit more. They were a little bit sharper, a little bit more determined. But you know, as it goes, it was nil nil.
1: Um, at, at half-time yeah, and uh, ref being, uh, referee is very inconsistent uh, with awarding fouls more in favour to Stevenage. But then again, aren't they all? Yeah, we didn't, they like that. We hardly got a rub of the green last 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 season at all, yeah. did we? It's true. Uh, run out of five minutes in the second half. Sameo goes close after Gilbert from Shaw down the left. Yeah, certainly
0: wasn't meant to be. Minute later, wonderful Orient counter attack uh, emanating from a Stevenage corner, but Klahessi couldn't pick out a red shirt. Yeah, shame that. Shame yeah. that. Uh, right about five minutes later, Chisholm made a superb one-handed save. Yeah, that was a great save, actually. Two minutes after that,
1: Lloyd James was subbed off for Blair Turgo, and we went with a flat 4-4-2. Yep, uh, about five minutes later after that, around right about 60 second minute, uh, took a flush to cross across the face of goal, McCallum just head wide. Yeah, 66 minutes, so that's four minutes later, Stevenage flash a shot wide. There was a hint of offside there, though. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah. I remember that shot. Uh, the attendance was announced, 4,949. I think it was a couple of hundred Stevenage fans. Yeah, a couple of hundred Stevenage fans. Got Pretty good, good attendance for Tuesday night game. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And then Simpson basically hit the outside of the post, run
0: about a minute later. And then on 71 minutes, the breakthrough that the game needed for us uh, came. Stevenage header uh, in the middle of the park hits the ref on the back, on the backside. Uh falls to Pritchard who feeds Cox out on the left hand side he puts in a delightful cross into the box and Simpson and Simpson heads in from, from very close range that was a superb header because he's headed it down and it's bounced up around
1: the, right the corner yeah that was a brilliant really brilliant guy just, just, just what we needed um, then what happened was Palmer came on for, for McCallum and then uh, on the 82nd minute uh, Dean Cox went off for Alan Dunn yeah and then a few minutes later, the 85th minute uh, was the second goal and what a brilliant cracking goal it was uh, palm picked the pocket of a midfielder demons are half P- passed it on to Sam Moore who's sublime crossfield pass to Clehesi and he's volleyed it side-footed right in front of Turgo who pretty much blasted it side-footed it into uh, volley into the corner of the net uh, I doubt you see it back on that at Brisbane Road and I think we can both in agreement it's a contender for the goal season already yeah it's got to be isn't it yeah oh yeah I mean I was showing my mates at work
0: and, and they're all Premier League fans and they're like if Rooney had done that or if Agüero would have done. If that had emanated from a top top team, that would have been. Everyone would have known about it.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely yeah.
0: It's so gutting, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant goal. Then on the ninetieth minute, um, another goal comes in. Palmer chases down the defender, wins the ball, and from a tight angle. Scores. That was a really good goal, actually. And, it was and it actually was nothing less than what he deserves. Oh yeah. He runs a lot. I didn't want him to be another Dagnall. I could see him just being another Dagnall, where he chases everything down, runs his ass off all the time, but doesn't
1: get anything to show for his for his effort. Yeah, it's true. He's got he's got a physical presence about him as well, Palmer. Like, and he and he really really works his socks off. Even though he's had about five or ten minutes here and there already so far, but I'm impressed with what I've seen. Is whether can you dislodge McCallum or Simpson? It's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough, but well, time will tell. But he's a great person to to bring on when we need him. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. So he he then uh, takes a
0: third goal, just just reward for him. So it finishes full time three 0 to Orient. That's three wins out of three nine from nine, uh points, uh, top of the league on goal difference over Wickham. Hmm.
1: And compare this start to last season when it took 13 games to win three matches. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, post-match, Ian Hennon said, uh, Stierridge are the most difficult team we've played so far. they made it difficult for us, but we, work hard. we worked hard and I'm delighted. Every game is going to get more difficult now. The pressure is going to mount on the players and it's about how they handle it. Yeah, absolutely. I think some might say the scoreline flattered us as it was a, probably a bit more of an
0: even game, I think, than the scoreline uh, suggested. But, you know, we took our chances... They didn't. It's just that's just how it goes, and you know I think I think Hendon's tactical now, again kicking in, you know, changing the game. Once he made his substitutions, uh, the game looked to sort of really move into into more favourable uh, position for us with that flat four four two. Um, and uh, once he took off Lloyd James, who was having a bit of an off, off off game, yeah, um, it all clicked better. I think we looked a bit more solid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get the ball better and and passed it better. Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. So for Man of the Match, um, sadly Steve couldn't make it because that was that was his due date uh, for uh, baby Emily. But so um, in the supporters club after the game, I chose Dean Cox as Man of the Match for me. I don't know who actually won it because I didn't stay long enough to find out. But for me, I think he just picked Pritchard and Clehesi.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that. I think there's been a few contenders for that for Man of the Match. But I think if you had to pick one, I don't think too many people would argue with Dean Cox and that. I think, yeah, I, I don't think there'd be
0: too many that would, um, to be fair. You know, his, his contribution is, is, is absolutely t- terrific.
1: OK, yeah, so next on to the, uh, some tweets. Uh, congratulations to at Simon Bernstein at PTLFC, at Orit Mad, at Kevin underscore Allen, underscore at Blue Wolf 228, at NR Ramsden, at King Baggy King, who all predicted 3-0 to the Orient which is fair enough. Well done. Um, So, uh, post-match
0: tweets that we got at Boatsy says, Patience was the key tonight, and once we scored, we looked on
1: fire. Great to see at Blair Turgo and Oli Palmer score. Hashtag top of the league. Uh, At Rob underscore Nels underscore Scythe, great stuff, Orient. Three goals, clean sheet. No goals conceded at home. Hashtag we are top of the league. At Orient Mad tweeted, what a win, top of the league. The key was changing to that 4-4-2. Plus, I predicted the right score. Nice one. Nice one, Orient Mad. Uh, At Ben LoFC, we needed we need everyone doing a shot for the mighty Orient tonight. Hashtag videos galore. Hashtag unbeaten shot run. Best thing about that win was our tactics weren't working. Hendon saw it, changed it early, and won the game. Great management. At GeForce underscore Shiv said, "Brilliant win today. Second goal was
0: stunning. Though I felt that we relied a bit too much on the wings. Something for next time." Hmm. Very
1: very uh, astute is is uh, GeForce Shiv. Absolutely, totally agree. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, at Len M4, if we stay unbeaten in August, I have a feeling we may dominate the league like Bristol City did last season. So much positivity going, going through the team and staff right now that can provide a real opportunity for success. P.S. Cox is amazing. At Chris underscore
0: Holmes 24, didn't play our best until the last 30 minutes, but winners tend to find a way to win.
1: Great goal from Blair Turgo. Great goal indeed. Mm. At Leighton James 2, great team performance, great goals. My man of the match has to go to Moore was outstanding tonight. Displayed great vision throughout. At Chris underscore Kane 1992, great game of football with both sides
0: creating notable chances. Composure in front of goal was the difference. Again, very impressed impressed with Pritchard and Sammy Moore, uh, with Oli Palmer putting in a great shift too. The feel-good factor is finally back and the atmosphere at all games this season has been incredible. Long may it
1: continue. At uh, Pank P 007, very satisfying win with tasty goals. First half still very nervy. Excellent hard working. Clahessy needs to find killer final ball. Yeah, that, that's that's going to be that was part of the point that I made about
0: the overhitting of the passes. Um, at true. Joe Watts Nine, very average but still winning comfortably.
1: Teams who grind out results like that after playing poorly are usually successful. Uh, Andy, PO sixteen, at halftime last year you knew Liver Riley wouldn't get the boys going. This year you know head and has head Tyler Will. Yeah, at good. O's fan basing, good point that. At O's fan basing. Yeah. Didn't see that coming to be
0: honest, until the changes in the team. Until the changes in the team deciding to step it up. Good
1: signs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ian, Manny, Rennie, John, over the moon tonight. Not Dern's dream yet, but feeling invincible at the minute. At TCW 0102,
0: three storming, storming goals. And fantastic to see Ollie Big Unit
1: Palmer, <laughs> I'm sure that's not his real middle name, get his first for the club. <laughs> yeah, but it might be. It might be. <laughs> um, funny tweet at Draw Sessions Franco Francesco Bacchetti was chanting Dino, Dino at Dean Cox. Hilarious. Steve, no examples of, uh, of Francesco Bacchetti doing this at all any time last season? No. 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 Man, he's barely seen around, so. No that was
0: That was Stevenich um, moving now on to Wednesday, the nineteenth of August, as turgot 's goal goes global. the club confirmed that Alex Chisak has been called up for international duty for Australia for their World Cup qualifiers against Bangladesh and Tajikistan on the third and eighth of September, and sadly that means that Chisak will miss the games against Luton on September the 1st and Exeter on September the 5th before becoming available for the September the 12th match at Cambridge. So good job we've got people like Charlie Granger and obviously Gary Woods hasn't had a look-in at all this season.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh so yeah, it's great for Chiswick. We're all pleased for him. He's been absolutely amazing so far. And, all right, yeah, he's going us miss a couple of games, but at least one of them's on a JPT game and a one-league game. So it's not that bad. It's not like he's going to miss a whole month of football. So it's a fair play to him and deserves a chance. Yeah, 100%. So
0: also on Wednesday, uh, the 19th of August, the Olympic Stadium petition goes online. The aim of that is to get 100,000 signatures so this issue can be debated in Parliament. If you've not already done so, please sign this as this could be vital to our future. Uh, But also more to the point as well is the fact of taxpayers' money and substantial sums of it Going uh, towards supporting a Premier League football club, so you're talking all sorts of fair play, and is it the best spend of taxpayers' money to be transforming this this stadium for a Premier League team who are probably going to get about hundred and twenty million quid in TV revenue in the next hmm, year anyway? Yeah. I mean, it aren't it asks so many questions, not just on a footballing level, but on a you know two hundred million quid. You know how many nurses, doctors, fire fire pit firemen, and all that. Sort of, or in that, signings. Can they go on? Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you put the case forward. So it's available on our Twitter feed. There are Facebook groups with it on, uh, especially the Stand Up for the Orient uh, and the at Pandemonium1881 Twitter account as well, uh, because Matt Ropart, who is the editor, has been a uh, who is the campaign manager uh, for Stand Up for the Orient.
1: Yeah, which moves on to Thursday, 20th of August. Uh, Oli Palmer and Sean Gallagher made their late Orient Trust debut at the Score Centre in the afternoon. Uh, Ian with George Sessions, and on the squad, he said, uh, The squad are making it easy for me at the moment because of how well they're doing. Uh, I have said it all along it's easy to look after a smaller squad than have disgruntled players sitting on the sidelines not getting involved at all. That's quite a statement, actually,
0: because someone was saying to me yesterday about us having too small a squad mm. um, and lack of depth on the bench as well uh, which is quite interesting but you, you do have to be careful if you've got a large squad and you start getting dis- disgruntled voices it can it can start to breed and, and spread amongst the squad and it can start to cause problems so you do have to be careful
1: Absolutely, yeah I mean the source squad we've got if you think about it done, still settling in trying to get match fitness apart from say Turgo and say Palmer all the other people on the bench were youngsters them knowing and everyone has known that they're still trying to progress in the game develop them so it's not exactly you've got 9-10 players pushing for a first in spot where it's, say 2 or 3 and those 2 or 3 done have already been involved already anyway
0: yeah scoring
1: scoring and playing well so mm. it's it's really good so touch wood that you know not really going to get injuries are going to be quite you know quite low and, and those players will get their chance in time yeah cool and also, he said on pacchetti he said, I'm really pleased because all that man wants is what's best for his football club and he is doing his utmost to help and push his club forward. Whoa. Can't argue with that. No, won't argue with that at all. Uh, on Friday, the 21st of
0: August, Ian Hendon spoke about Chief, the new Chief Scout, Jed Searson, he said, What we had Newport watched on Tuesday as well, Jed the Scout has gone up to Hartlepool and there is a lot of hard work that goes on. It's not just what you see on the pitch sometimes. We have a full-time Chief Scout who works very hard and his reports are fantastic. He's out working all the time and he has reported back to us on what he's seen. Uh, we like this because under Liverani there were reports that we weren't scouting our opponents, so it's good to see Hendon is.
1: Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's Beggars great that. that
0: you don't scout your next opponent. Beggars believe that a professional football manager doesn't want to know what their, what the strengths of the opponents are.
1: I know, it makes sense. But mind you, last season, nothing made sense last season, did it yeah. really? Good point. Uh, which brings us on to Saturday, 22nd of August. Uh, in the morning, the unteen teams Drew, one with Barnett, Miles Judd scoring for the right side, who are also having a great season so far. So it's really nice to, to hear that as well, actually. 100% agree. So Newport away, um, people that made the, the journey um, across
0: into uh, foreign land of Wales were treated to a display from uh, Chisack in goal. Um, Shaw, Baldry, Essam and Clehesie were your back four. Cox, Moore, Pritchard, James uh, were your midfield four and uh, Simpson and McCullum up front. Your subs were Granger, Palmer, Turgo, Kashget, Ling, Ajimang, and Monker. You'll notice the swap out there of Dunn and Ajimang for reasons unknown to us.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, what happened first? Well, after the fourth minute, we scored. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, McCallum got the goal, uh, a brilliant Dean Cross Cross, finds into the far post and a really good header to opposite corner. It was a really good goal. It was a really, really, a good, really goal. good goal. Really good goal. He's really stood that goal that, that header up, and it's just
0: flown sort of right past the keeper. And then couldn't believe it. I'm sat at this wedding, um, and obviously things happen. Late. It was a three o'clock start, but it didn't actually kick off till half past three. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, oh my god, we've scored. And <laughs> then like I'm still reading all the tweets from the people that are there, and then like three minutes later, some uh, Cliff and Dennis were there, um, and they're like, yeah, we've scored. I'm like, what? We have scored again. <laughs> or is that the same goal you're talking about from three minutes ago? It's like no, no, no. We, we've just scored again, <laughs> Simpson with a twenty-five yard screamer. And when you see that goal, that's going to be another contender for for goal of the season. If 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 you haven't
1: already seen it, then there's plenty of it on 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 Twitter. Don't oh. You think? oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just it it was it was kind of way of nothing. Just turned back to goal, turn swivel, bang in the corner. Yeah, Brilliant. Kim had no chance, right? No, no chance. Brilliant. So on forty-one minutes, there was a goal for Newport. They pulled one
0: back. Uh, I, th- I think there's a little bit of poor sort of. Lack of organisation, perhaps got caught. Got caught I out think of it. we fell
1: asleep for uh, that. Those few vital few seconds when they would come back Switched into off, it, off. Yeah, and then a minute later, uh, they got an absolute screamer to make it to I mean, I mean, you can't blame Chisat for for letting that one in. Really, um, totally against the run of play, we know, uh, but. It was a great goal. though. It was too, a great though. goal.
0: It, well, you can't. You can't really blame Chisak for that. But he no. should have been closed down. That guy. He shouldn't have been allowed the time and space to get it shot off. No, you're right. Shouldn't. And that's what happens with the better quality players. They'll find that and they'll will they'll, they'll cause problems. So that was a save. So um, couldn't believe it. Half time went in. Uh, we went in at
1: two all, blown yeah. a two goal lead. Couldn't quite yeah. believe it myself, but, no, it, but it was. That's football, in it. Um, Five minutes in the second half, a great save from Chisak. Uh, corner's half cleared and the ball, ball came back in. It finds out of a Feely, but the Aussie pulls off a fine stop, still
0: 2-2. Uh, 54 minutes, a double sub as Blair, Turgo and Ollie Palmer come on for Lloyd James and Jay Simpson, meaning we play a flat 4-4-2. Uh, as Cox moves out wide
1: and Turgo goes down the right. And then, surprise, surprise, five minutes later... We scored 3-2 up, Coxsey at the far post, a decent finish. Uh, I think he barely wants it more than the defender, basically. Yeah, I think that's absolutely spot on. If you see the goal, I yeah, think he absolutely it's a, does. It's a brilliant whipped-in cross by Turgo, and bang, he came in first. Nicely done. Absolutely.
0: So, again, within five minutes, again, like Stevenage, within five minutes, within a few minutes, he changed the game. Yeah. And that's that's Ian Hendon seeing the game and, and seeing what, he, what what impact
1: he's got to come off the bench. and there it is exactly as, uh, as some of the tweets we've already had people mentioning about the tactical changes we couldn't agree with you more it's uh, they're definitely working and I think that's something we're going to be seeing a lot more as the games go, go on absolutely so the attendance was announced as
0: 2779 with a mighty 525 Orient fans there
1: Another amazing effort. It really is. Uh, that's not
0: a them away or a barnet away. That's all the way that's that's a good two, three hour journey that.
1: Yeah, I know I know it's in August, Weather was nice, but still five hundred and twenty-five fans, well done to all of you that, yeah. that went. Fair fair play. Fair play. Well done. Uh about 15 minutes ago, final sub, Dean Cox, was placed by uh, everyone's secret new favourite, Scott <laughs> Um And then the game ends 3-2. Uh, uh, Newport, Newport did put us under a lot of pressure from what we heard throughout the second half. And I have to say, I honestly think that's a great test of our mental strength and character. As we all know, last season, our previous seasons, Newport, in that situation, probably would have equalised, might have even lost it 4-3. But we dug in, we held on, um, and, and well done.
0: Yeah, 100% agree with you. So, well done to at Jeb1983, who is the only one who cor- correctly predicted a 3-2 win for the O's. And interestingly, he said that we it would go 2-0 down. I don't know if you meant Newport or Orient, but Cox will score the winner. And depending if you meant or uh, Newport going down 2-0 and then Cox going, you've actually called it perfectly. Yeah, well done. Well done, Jeff. So, at Simon Bernstein and at Peter LOFC are still top of the Prediction League. Nice one, guys. So, tweets post-match?
1: Uh, Yeah, Uh, at Stratis Boys, uh, said, Done and dusted, three points is all that matters. Newport will get better as season goes on. Wouldn't fancy going there wintertime. Good point.
0: 100%. At Boatsy said, Grinding out results is what is required at times. Hashtag top of the league. Hashtag
1: togetherness. Uh, At David Mattock said, uh, Another three points in the bag. Great start to the season. Keep it going. Hashtag common euros. At Andy P underscore 73 said, we get
0: promoted, West Ham get relegated, perfect season. Hashtag come on you O's. Uh, wouldn't it just?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, at Rob uh, Les Scythe, uh, hashtag we are top of the league, four in a row. Couldn't ask for a better start. Scoring freely and getting results. 100% bang on,
0: agree with that. Yep. Uh, at Andy underscore PO 16 says, sometimes you don't have to be brilliant to win great character to get back in front and very professional at the end and I think that is possibly a perfect
1: tweet to sum that up I was was just going to say the exact same words perfect tweet yeah nice one Andy nice one uh, at Sam Harbour 97 couldn't be there today but it was my lucky trainers that i have been worn every game uh, brilliant tweet Sam I don't know where your trainers were last season but it doesn't matter uh, So it's, it's, it's a brilliant tweet most important thing is you found them for this season <laughs> Yeah, exactly at Trevor Gibling
0: said biggest test of character yet but came through would have lost last year soaked but don't care it was pouring down with the rain while we were sat basking in sunshine yesterday in London it was pouring down with rain in,
1: in Wales uh, well, never oh never mind won. Oh, we won um, thanks to uh, Ben LFC and Glenn LFC for their shot feeds as well.
0: Yeah, we will do ours next week um, in the supporters' club. I was at a wedding. I was driving. I wasn't going to start doing shots of alcohol and then <laughs> driving home. So of course not. I uh, think safety first, kids. Um, <laughs> so we got some player ratings in. Um, our uh, our friend Cliff, the um, unofficial Orient Outlook chauffeur, uh, gave us his. Tweet us, let us know if you agree with these. Um, with the, with his ratings. Uh, he gave Chisack a 6. Clehesi, Shaw and SM. he all gave them a 6. Baldry gave a 7. Pritchard a 7. James a 4. Moore a 6. And Simpson and McCallum a 6. Um, which I initially thought was quite, well, not being there, but I thought 6 seemed a bit low. But they both got a goal each but didn't do much else. So I suppose if you look at an all-round contribution, then that's, probably about right
1: I suppose yeah I think personally, six is probably a bit too harsh um then again I wasn't there so I don't actually know but the fact is they did score uh and that's that's really important uh and also also mentioned obviously substitutes as well uh Oli Palmer he gave him a seven uh he gave a seven as well and he gave cash get six mind you they did come late in the game so obviously didn't have much opportunity but again Turgot did get that cross for final goal so uh so fair play to him. Absolutely. Very lucky today to get a result. Newport were good all the second half
0: and five minutes of the first. Um, the result is what matters. James can't start next week. Turgo or done in midfield. Uh, thanks, Cliff. Thanks for your thoughts on that, pal. Yeah, nice Much appreciated. One.
1: Glad you got there safe and sound. Yes. Um, which brings on to uh, the positives. Well, uh, 100% record. Uh, both strikers scoring again. Scoring three goals again. And also, uh, as what's been, been mentioned throughout, Ian Hendon's tactical changes to helping us win in those games. Yeah, that's, um, it, it's great to be able to read out so many positives,
0: actually. <laughs> yes. Uh, negatives are a couple, sadly. Uh, conceding two goals as quickly as we did, having gone uh, two up. Uh, another uh, poor performance from Lloyd James. Is he actually comfortable in that role, What do you think?
1: Because um, you made this point. Yeah, it's just like we were talking about earlier, actually. Uh, I honestly think that I don't think he is comfortable in that role. We know what James does, he sprays those passes around, looks for those passes, gets stuck in, but he's doing it from in just in front of the back four where it's like he's too far away from the action and he's, it's like he's spoiling it sort of thing. Which I think there like to be it is a bit of a point to that because it's funny how we made those tactical changes and then we're all suddenly, oh, it's all nice and balanced again. So I don't think it's his fault. It's not quite the Pritchard season of uh, Pritchard of last season, where it was completely a complete disaster. But I definitely think he should be playing where Cox plays, but maybe just a little bit behind where Cox is currently starting. So he has more of an impact in the game. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: No, that makes sense. Uh, Another poor performance from him, which hopefully won't uh, roll over into next week. So, Hero of the Week, this week, we are going to give it to Blair Turgo. Yeah. Uh, So, well done, Blair. Yeah. Completing the early goal of the season contender, as well as supplying the cross for the winning goal. Yeah, absolutely. So, he's had a pretty good week, but then there were quite a few contenders for Hero of the Week, with Ian Hendon for his tactical change, um, McCallum for scoring, Simpson for scoring... um, Sammy Moore for that crossfield pass, Klaeisi for the for the cushion pass into Blair's path for the for the goal that was probably going to be goal of the season. Yeah,
1: and also for also for as well for just running up and down that right that right flank, uh, up and down all the time, whipping in crosses, getting back and defending. Uh, he must be knackered every every single game, but he was also a contender as well. He's probably the fittest player on the
0: pitch. Because of the amount of running that he does. It's oh, it's got to be. That energy. And he oh, never yeah. looks shattered at the end of the game. <laughs> no, he, doesn't. he probably is, but he, he just doesn't look it, does <laughs> yes, he? That's true. Um, and also, from afar, he looks a bit like Scott Cuthbert. Yeah, he does. He does, actually, does doesn't he? he? Yeah, he does. He looks like a spitting image. But, you know, if you think, uh, if you agree with, with us on the Hero of the Week, or if you agree or disagree with that, or, or Cliff's ratings, then, then, then do let us know. Um, next game. Next game is Saturday, the 29th of August. We're at home to Bristol Rovers, who are fourth.
1: Uh, they've played 4 won 3 lost 1, so there will be a decent test. Oh, no doubt. So, the 100% league record is still in place. I'm the only team in the country to win 4 out of 4 league games. <laughs> Scored 3 goals in the past 3 games. How good does that sound? And when was the last time that happened? Does, does anyone know? Um, well, we are at the top of the league. Along with that continue, the president got the train to the game and had his picture taken with the fans. The morale around the club is a vast improvement. Bristol Rovers have not lost away in 22 games, apparently, although that does include when they were in non-league last season. So we all know they definitely can provide a tough test. Yeah, absolutely. So that's about it from us this week.
0: Uh, thanks for listening to episode number 42. We look forward to hearing from you. Keep in touch with us. We are at Aurean Outlook on Twitter. Our email is orionoutlook at outlook.com. Feel free to communicate with us uh, as... Uh, as much as you feel comfortable to um, keep listening keep cheering for the fans we will see you in the South Stand next week and we'll be back with episode 43 next week great thank you Yeah,
1: thank you for everyone thank you for listening to me um, and thank you Steve as well be coming for you and uh, all the best and have a good weekend guys up the o's up the o's <laughs>